Hey everybody, Communications Director Jay Sokol here. Welcome to another edition of Is This a Thing? This is a podcast about economic development in College Station, Texas. And usually we do this with Economic Development Director Natalie Ruiz. It's been a long time since Natalie and I visited, so we have a lot of ground to cover, and we do. We talk about all kinds of things uh, going on uh, up and down Texas Avenue, University Drive, out on Highway 6, down south in Tower Point and Cap Rock. We talk about big boxes that may still be vacant after a long time and why that is. We talk about some things that um, you may have heard rumors about, things like In-N-Out Burger and what the real story is about that. So I think you're going to like this interview. It's a little lengthy, but I think every bit of it is interesting. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the interview. You ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Here we are for another edition of Is This a Thing? Natalie, how long has it been since we even talked? Oh, it's it's been a busy several months. Oh, no, it's been longer than several months, right? Uh, it's It's been a few months because the last time you and I talked was at your house uh, at nighttime about Burger Mojo. Right. And we can talk about that again, but that's been a long time. That that has been a long time. My kitchen was completely demolished, full remodel, and we're done. So yeah. you're right, it's been a while. Yeah. So it's time that we do another verbal tour around... Um, College Station to find out what's coming, what's not coming, what was a thing, what still is a thing, what may not be a thing anymore. We've got a lot to talk about. Yes. So I don't know how you want to, to slice and dice this, how, how to attack it, because we were taking this previously, you know, we'd go University Drive, then Texas Avenue. You tell me, how do you want to start? I, I think I'd still like to uh, start at University Drive and, and go around town, and then maybe at the end we can we can talk about some of the the items that may have been a thing, may not be a thing anymore, or could be a thing in the future. Okay. Uh, sort of the rumor mill. All stuff. right. Well, let's do it. Great. Let's let's start at, at ground zero. Really, University Drive is where we're seeing the most interest when it comes to new restaurants, new hotels. Um, the University Town Center. Well, l- let me let me take a step back. At Highway Six and uh, University Drive, we have the new specs that went into the old linens and things building. Yes, the old Halloween um, Mart, Halloween Express <laughs> that was open for uh-huh. what thirty days a year. Uh, so now we have a permanent tenant there that we're really excited about. And uh, but as you move down University Drive, I think the next stop is really the University Town Center, where we're seeing you know Grub Burger is located, Blue Baker, Razoo's. There's quite a bit of property behind there that they have building permits for a couple of new buildings, um, as well as plans to extend Tarot all the way through to Lincoln and do some additional commercial development as part of that. So people who may not be totally familiar with the name University Town Center, you're talking about the area in the back where during Christmas time the trees are sold. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. On, right. on that property, and then it wraps around a bit closer to Lincoln. Okay. Um, as, as part of that. There's a lot of interest in that property, especially from a restaurant standpoint. Um, there's also some retail interest, but most of the folks that that are looking at that type of retail want some co-location. So we're seeing interest with some of, uh, uh, for example, some specialty retail for some high-end uh, goods that are geared towards women. Mm-hmm. 
but they want to co-locate together. They want to cluster. And so putting those pieces together is like a puzzle. And that's what they're working on currently, landing some of these restaurants that are really interested in being on University Drive, but also putting together a cluster of retail uses that would complement each other. Does it make it more challenging that it, it would be set back from University Drive? It does. It does. The visibility is an issue. So um, in terms of the way that it's developed, the way that you market it, maybe even the way you reposition uh, portions of the site to okay. get some more visibility back there, it is an issue. So working through that from the retail and restaurant perspective will be the first phase. And then moving back closer to Lincoln Avenue when Tara was punched through I think we'll start to see some more office, multifamily, retail uses in that area as well. So when do you think there may be some series of announcements about the kinds of names we're going to see there? They're negotiating with folks now on the, the first step when you when you go in to develop a commercial piece of property is an LOI. It's a letter of intent, a letter of interest that outlines, hey, Restaurant X would like to locate in this general area, and here's what we're looking for. X thousand square feet. Um, here's about what we want to pay. Here are the terms. And so once you get that in place, then you start moving towards the final negotiations. But you you lay that out up front. They're negotiating several LOIs now with restaurants and retail uses. But as I mentioned earlier, it's a puzzle. They'll, they'll want to put five or six together before they actually break ground and start construction. I see. So I would hope that we would have some announcements maybe later on this summer, first part of the fall. Um, I think that's probably best case, um, and then move forward with construction uh, soon after that. Okay. So that's University Town Center. That's University Town Center, and then across the street is Chimney Hill. Right. Where um, you, I think you and I drive by there almost daily. We but do. The, the Republic Restaurant's under construction, Republic Steakhouse. Uh, they're also, as part of that development, um, Wade is putting together the Primrose Path yes. wine bar. Yes. And I think you did an interview with him last week. And yeah. can focus on that a little more, a um, little in, in detail. Neat concept. So that that's under construction now. They're, they've also entered into an LOI with Starbucks that will have a drive through at, at that location as well. That's a thing? That's, that's a thing. Now... As with anything else, like if I go in to buy a house and I write a contract on a house, I still have time to work through all the details right. and can pull out or move forward. The LOI has been signed and Starbucks has said we want to move forward with the drive through location there next to the Republic Steakhouse on Chimney Hill. There's, there's still a lot of details to be worked out, but right now that's a thing. So in terms of location on that piece of property, do you know where they would be looking to put that? It, it, it will have frontage on University Drive, and it'll be between the Republic and the Hilton. Not on the hard corner, Okay. but but right in the center. All right. Okay, tell me more about Chimney Hill. There, there's still more restaurant interest on Chimney Hill. They're working with several restaurants that are looking at potential there, you know, how their site could potentially lay out. There is a hotel that is also interested that uh, has made an offer on part of the property to do a hotel development, those are still really early at this point to say that it's it's truly a thing. It could be a thing. Is there enough room for all that? It'd be tight, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so one of the things that we discussed in previous interviews uh, was the possibility of an In-N-Out Burger at Chimney Hill. Isn't that right? The, yes, and there's some history here, so bear, bear with me on this one. Um, 
I was working with a gentleman out of In-N-Out's corporate office for about two years on a location in College Station. They wanted to be as close as they could to the university and ground zero for them was university in Texas. Looking at that intersection and kind of backing away and say, okay, what can we potentially redevelop? What would be the best location? They want a very high volume, student-oriented location. Um, it's very difficult to find that in that area. That's where everybody wants to be. And so they, they were negotiating an LOI with the folks, the owner of the Chimney Hill Tract, very far along, getting very close to signing it when the gentleman that we had been working with for a couple of years left the company. And the corporate office at that time decided to hit the pause button on College Station, as well as other locations in Texas, and said, look, we're gonna take a time out. We're not gonna, we're not gonna go through with this LOI. We're not coming. And then more, uh, I've reached out to them several times. I haven't been able to get a, a definitive, even a call back, to be perfectly honest, that says, no, we're not coming. Yes, we're coming. We're preparing for uh, the National Retail Conference that's coming up in May. Mm -hmm. And through our efforts there, we've heard that that may not, the, the in and out location in College Station may not be dead, but I don't know that for sure. Um, you know, I, I hear that they're still considering a location, it may not be Chimney Hill, but they're still considering a College Station location. So I'm gonna continue to politely stalk the in and out folks okay. <laughs> to see if we can get an answer on that. But um, I want to be as, as open and honest as I can with you about that. We thought it was a thing. They went away and I'm hearing that it may be a thing again. So right now it's not a thing, but it could be. It's something we're certainly working on. So the door's not completely closed. It's, it's cracked a little. It, it's a jar. A jar. <laughs> yes. That's an economic development term. We're, we're going to try to kick it in, but we'll see. Well, but I think we need to talk about it because that's sort of been a buzz for, I don't know, the better part of a year at least. Absolutely. And, and we were pumped knowing that they were getting ready to sign this LOI and working with, you know, the gentleman that I've known for two years now. And we finally found them the right location that, that checked all their boxes. And to hear that it was, you know, down to the 11th hour and they pulled out was, was very difficult yeah. I think you found me in the fetal position under my desk, but but that's that's a different podcast. Also comes with economic development. It does. It okay, does. so have we done enough at Chimney Hill? Can we move on from there? I th yes, I think that's uh, that would fill up the Chimney Hill site. Uh, Burger Mojo, which we had talked yeah, about, yeah. a little bit further west on you know, University Drive there in front of the new Embassy Suites. Mm -hmm. The DeLise family, local family, uh, Cafe Excel, um, they are putting together a craft burger concept that they're working on the layout at there in front of Embassy Suites for, it's gonna be called Burger Mojo. Um, they may or may not have craft beer along with it. That's something they're looking at, but uh, it will have a drive-through, uh, indoor seating. I'm really excited to see what they come up with. It's really cool. So concept. this was the location that for a while, uh, you were hoping Dunkin' Donuts might be able to squeeze into. That turned out not to be a thing. Exactly. So that's where Burger Mojo is going to go. Right. Know anything about Timeline? Don't know anything about, well, here's what I know about Timeline. They're working on their site plan now. It's a very tight, compact site. I think we finally got it, got most of the details worked out on how everything fits on the site. I don't know what their schedule is in terms of actually breaking ground and, and, and getting 
under construction. But still a thing. Still a thing. Okay. Yeah. Costa tells me it's a thing. They're moving forward with it. All right. Well, keep on moving. So Century Square is where we're seeing a ton of restaurant development. Uh, Went over there and had lunch at Zoe's the other day. Great, great addition. Um, I I think most folks know about the recent openings. You know, you have Merge Boutique, Piata, Orange Theory Fitness, Hop Dottie, King Ranch uh, Saddle Shop, Runway 7, Poppy recently opened, um, Porter Steakhouse, Galleria Day Spa, the new ice cream Sub Zero and uh, Hey Sugar candy. All place. those things are open now. All those things are open. Okay. Uh, now coming soon, you'll see there on the corner, Mo's Irish Pub is under construction right now. They put their sign up, I believe, last week. Uh, Star Cinema Grill is under construction. They're doing some hiring out on the site. Hemline is a new boutique that'll be coming soon there as well. Uh, Berry Hill Baja Grill still coming. Sweet Paris Creperies. Okay. With my thick Texas accent, that probably didn't come across very well, but it's crepes. <laughs> I knew what you meant. <laughs> Fancy pancakes. Okay. Um, mess waffles, share tea, French fry heaven uh, are all coming soon to Century Square. Okay, now I have a question. Okay. And maybe this isn't a fair question. I'm just, this is out of ignorance, which is where I usually come from. <laughs> That's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of stuff there, and it's exciting stuff. How feasible is it that everything there makes it? I mean, I, honestly, how, right. how challenging is it for every, th- every food establishment, every retail spot? How, how feasible is it that, that those are sustainable? You know, it, I hear what you're saying. It is out of ignorance, but it's a good question. You know, in, in looking at the Midway Development Company that's doing that development, they also did City Center in Houston. And when you look at the evolution of City Center, It started out initially with a ton of restaurants. The retail wasn't there yet. You have to get folks in and around the site and staying there for a while. So the hotel components are big. We've got to keep those hotels full. We have to keep activities flowing. Um, They're doing events on the weekends in the green area Mm -hmm. to try to get more and more, you know, families, young professionals, try to get more folks to the site to spend some time. Over time, what we saw at City Center were some of the, the more popular restaurants stayed and were very successful. Some of them, them eventually started turning into more retail-driven um, because once you get more folks walking around and visiting the site, then the retail will follow. Okay. And to me, that's, that's the one area. We've seen the specialty boutiques. We've seen the saddle shops. I think we'll see that morph over time based on who's coming to the site and, and how successful they are in bringing different events. Right. Well, clearly they know what they're doing over there, but right. it's just from a consumer standpoint, it's it's almost overwhelming how much is in there. And and I wonder, you know, little College Station, Texas, that's mm-hmm. not really so little anymore. I mean, do we have what it takes to make all that sustainable? You know, I, I definitely think we do. Um, with any new retail center, especially new restaurants, there's going to be a, a honeymoon period right. where folks are going to want to go try the new place. Yes. The key is 
making sure that they have the best impression when they come in in that honeymoon period because yeah. they may not come back right. if you don't. Uh, working out all those kinks, making sure they have a great experience. So I think we'll see some adjustments over time, just like you would in any restaurant situation or new restaurant. Um, but I think we do have the the population to sustain it over the long haul. Well, that's good. Yeah. It's an amazing space over there. Definitely. It's fun to be in. Okay, so we've covered Century Square. Now what? You know, Northgate, we're still seeing uh, development interest there as well. You know, over the last three to five years, we've seen an additional 5,000 beds hmm. in, in the Northgate area. And, and that was by design to try to get students closer to the university where they don't necessarily have to jump in a car to go to campus. Right. Um, what I had hoped, and I, and I think what we're finally starting to see, is a little more restaurant and retail interest in that area. You know, you, you and I have talked before, retail follows rooftops. Yes. Well, as you bring a concentration of folks into one area, then you start to see needs for a grocer, for restaurants, for retail uses. Um, there's limited space over there, but we're starting to see, you know, the food truck park open recently mm -hmm. to provide services there. Um, we're continuing to see a little more restaurant interest, and we're continuing to work with the owner of the Hurricane Harry Shopping Center on a potential redevelopment. Now, that's not something that's going to happen in the next 12, 18 months. We're still trying to figure out how all that would fit together, but to me, that's where we're going to see the next commercial development. You know, once Century Square, you know, the, the leasing is filled up, I think we start to see that move across the street. So what do you imagine we see in that space? I, I think you'll see something similar to a Century Square in that you'll have those mix of uses. Mm -hmm. You could see more hotels. You could see office. Do we I, see grocery? I think at some point we have to have, even if it's a smaller grocer, in that area. Okay. I think whether it's Century Square or the the Hurricane Harry Shopping Center, I think we've got to have more more grocer, uh, more day-to-day um, -day goods, you know, right. for that you can walk to just to get basic groceries. So there, there may still be consideration for including that even over at Century Square? We've we've seen interest mm -hmm. in, in that general area from some smaller grocers. Uh, some of those have gone through changes right. uh, in the last year. Um, but I, I, I still see within the next three to five years a small grocer over there. I think, I think the demand is there. Right. It's just a matter of catching up those demographics to what's you know the aspire that's currently under construction 94 million dollars that's not on that's not up and running yet once you get all of these high rises up and running and you show the numbers that you're able to justify a smaller grocery store in that area okay keep on moving um let's kind of go back to texas avenue the um we have seen some some recent developments along texas avenue in the lacks or if you're really older like me, um, the Winn-Dixie Shopping Center. Ace Hardware is moving into the space that College Depot used oh, to occupy. That's great. Are they going to take up that whole space? Yes. Great. Yes, that's my understanding. So they've got signs up now. The Ace Hardware is moving in. We've also, um, there's been rumor about Red Lion, Lion looking for a location, the hotel. Mm -hmm. um, over the last couple of years, it's been on again, off again. They recently pulled their building permit. They're near um, Frankie's Exxon over by the, uh, I think it's O'Reilly's, across the street from Walmart. Right. Uh, they've recently got their permit to begin construction, so that should start fairly soon. Um, Can I call a timeout? Yes, call a timeout. Because we, we need to go back to University Drive. Okay. We have to address... 
Pop it down. We have to do it. I was trying to avoid I it. I know, I know, but we have to do it. So, can you give me a, a quick one on uh, Papado's status? I, th- I think we're sure. it's just a rinse and repeat, but sure. we need to talk about it. Yes, the from what I understand, um, Kelly visited with the folks over at uh, Papado's as uh, our city manager uh, last week. We um, and I've said this over and over again, and and I say it because it's true. They have a very old school way of doing business that's based on quality. They have a handful of folks that are involved in the construction, their architectural design, the layout of the restaurant, and that group doesn't expand. They don't go out and hire someone new. They want to use folks that know their business and, and what they're doing. Um, so only, their capacity is to only build a couple of restaurants a year based on that model. Um, when we got bumped, our restaurant here in College Station got bumped the year the Super Bowl was in Houston. They decided to add another location there. So we got bumped off that list. We haven't been able to get back to the top of that list when you start comparing us to larger communities. What they've told us is they're still coming. They're, um, they're working on the final layout. They're looking at options for developing the site. Um, what tells me that they're also still coming, other than they say they're still coming, is that they're continuing to spend money on the site. You don't see it out there, um, but they're continuing to look at development opportunities, how that site would lay out, the, the final grading of the site. We've seen uh, development plans come in as, as recent as six months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's continuing, they own the property, they have owned it for, what, four years now? Um, and they're continuing to spend money on the side. Okay. So other than that, I would love to say, yes, they're breaking ground on this date. Um, but I, that'd be a total guess on my part. Gotcha. Well, I, I figured we're in the same holding pattern we've been in, but we still get asked about it all the time. We are. So we had to talk about it a little bit. And, and when Kelly reached out to them last week, it was also to confirm they're still coming, but also to talk about... You know, with all the rains that we've had, we've seen, you know, the grass get high, um, that we need to go over there and clean up the side and, and have those conversations with them as well. And they were appreciative of that. And with Kelly Templin moving over to uh, Texas A&M and the Relis campus, is it fair now to say that all this is his fault? I mean, can we say that now? Hey, if they come here, I'll take credit. If they don't, it's all his fault. Right. Okay. I'm, I'm down. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. So back to Texas Avenue, you, you last talked about... Uh, Red Lion, I think. Red Lion, and then kind of cutting back over to Harvey Road. We have some some activity on the Harvey Road site. Krispy Kreme is coming in, mm-hmm. and the TJ Maxx Shopping Center with a drive through there. We're really excited about that, and um, disappointed to hear about Toys R Us. Yeah, and you know them closing stores nationwide. Yeah, so I mean, talk if you're ready to talk holistically about Harvey Road because. I, you know, you and I have bounced a couple messages back and forth. I'm a little concerned about Harvey Road. Sure. Are you concerned about Harvey Road? A- absolutely. Um, Harvey Road is another gateway into College Station. It's predominantly multifamily, and it's a lot of the apartments were built there probably before you and I ever went to AM. They've yeah. been there quite a while. Yeah. Um, we've seen crime in that area uh, go up. In the last few years, our police department's gotten more and more involved. The um, 
the redevelopment of that area, in my mind, needs to happen, but it's going to be market-driven. It's not something that, unless you have someone who's willing to come in from the private sector and write a huge check mm-hmm. for something like the mark that's 20 acres on University Drive, only so much of that depth is really going to be retail-driven. The rest of it's really going to be more office or multifamily. Right. So... I'd love to see the whole thing redevelop, and I think we will see that. But over time, mm-hmm. I think what we'll see first is the potential redevelopment of the mall that really anchors that whole corridor um, on the Highway 6 side. And that's something that's going to come over over time. I, I don't know if you know this or if we've talked about it before, but the outbuildings like your Sears, your Macy's, your Pennies, those are all individually owned yes. by, those cor- by those companies. Right. The mall itself owns the interior and some of the parking. So for that area to redevelop, you've got to put those pieces back together uh, in order to to redevelop and and have any impact on the outside of the mall. Um, I think that's something that that the market will demand over time. It's just not going to be a quick or easy process. I think when you start to see redevelopment at that end, then you'll start seeing it come in a little further to Texas Avenue. Now, one of the good things I think that's happened recently is we have a lot of out-of-town property owners that, that may or may not have an interest in how their property functions, especially for multifamily. Um, the Mark was one of those centers. Like I said, it's 20 acres yeah. of several different apartment projects that have been pieced together over time. It was a group out of New York that owned the company or owned the apartments. And I I guess the best way I can say this is they weren't very diligent about security, maintenance, uh, supporting their management there at that location. Uh, That has recently been sold to a group out of the – they have an office in Dallas and also Austin. Um, They have some ties to this community, and we're working with them on – beefing up that management, working out some of the code enforcement issues that we've seen over there, some of the increases in crime, um, and trying to deal with some of the management issues over there. So better days probably ahead for that. I I paint a pretty rosy picture. It's going to be a long term, but but I think there are better days ahead. And I I think we will see uh, as, as property values continue to go up, I think we'll start to see some redevelopment potential over there. So Krispy Kreme, that's a good thing. Krispy Kreme. Toys R Us, we're still trying to get our hands around how much longer of a lease they have on that building, what are the particulars. Um, What we'll do is start looking at what are users that are expanding in Texas that would be a good fit in College Station that could take that entire building. Work with the owner on that. Um, And then if that doesn't work, start working on smaller users where where you would potentially carve it up. Now, one thing that I've learned the hard way, Jay, is that just because we have a vacant building that has a sign up that says available doesn't mean it's available. Um, I've, I've learned this the hard way. Okay. Um, I think we've talked about the Albertsons location. Sure, on University. Right. So HEB has approximately eight years left on the lease of that building. They picked it up when it was Albertsons. Mm-hmm. The ownership of the building is different. So the available sign that's up on the building is a broker that represents HEB. And so what they're trying to do is sublease the building for that remaining eight years. They're very particular in that they don't want to allow another grocer in there to compete with the HEB at Villa Maria or at Holloman. But other than that, they would be willing to lease it. 
since they're not willing to lease to a grocer, that's what the building was designed for. Exactly. So if, if you change that use, there's going to be a significant amount of tenant improvements on the inside of the building. So you have an owner that's not particularly interested in making those investments in the building because they're still getting their check from HEB, who's a great credit tenant. You know, that's, they're, they're paying mm-hmm. like clockwork mm-hmm. um, and will for the next eight years. So when folks are looking that want to carve up that building, the owner's going to have to take a risk and let HEB out of that lease. So it has to be something that's, that, that is more attractive than HEB. In that in that particular center from a financial standpoint so typically when a new retailer comes in the, the minimum they'll sign in terms of a lease is about 15 years some will go as as low as 10 years but because of the amount of money that you invest in redoing a location staffing stocking all of that they want a longer-term play well if the owner doesn't want to extend that to the 15 years it's not really available. Right. So that's what we found out on Albertsons. We're also seeing something similar at the Academy building. Now, just because the Academy has been vacant for a while and there's a sign out there and we've marketed it to so many folks, what we found the hard way is that Academy still has about four or five years left on that building in terms of a lease. They're trying to sublease it. Well, the owner of the building who lives out of state He's not very interested in, one, injecting more cash into the building for someone to redo it and, and right. so that it doesn't look like an academy. Um, and he's not really interested in extending that lease. So you're not going to find a major retailer that is going to come in and invest in that situation if they can't get longer than a four-year lease. So what we're finding is, is that there's tons of interest, but the owner's not motivated at this point. So what do you do as a director of economic development when you've got big boxes that are empty, but the ownership seems okay with it because the checks keep coming in? You know, it's, it, it's extremely frustrating. I think it's the most frustrating thing about this job is that you know you have space there and the community is looking at that like, wait a minute, you're telling me that we need more landing spots for commercial development and that's sitting there vacant? You know, we we reach out to the ownership, we reach out to the broker, we reach out to retailers that will come in and say, hey, you know, maybe we can make them an offer that would make it attractive for them. Um, There are several several national retailers that have tried to negotiate a deal on that property and they just can't get it done because of the ownership right now. They're happy with sitting back and collecting their, their monthly rent from Academy, who's another great credit tenant. Right. Um... And if I were the owner of the building and I lived out of state, maybe I wouldn't, you know, if I didn't have to see it every day um, and it's not affecting my pocketbook, Mm -hmm. you know, I'd I'd feel differently too. So is it a different scenario for the Gander Mountain property next door? Yes and no. And and, um, there's a larger issue with the Gander Mountain property. We, We have seen interest there. You know, our first approach when we heard that they were leaving was going through and finding, okay, what retailers could move in and take over the entire space let's not carve it up Mm -hmm. Um, is there a way that we could market it to folks that would take the entire piece so we did there were about five or six that that fit that bill didn't get a lot of interest Um, so we started moving to groups that could maybe there's two loading docks in the back so you could break it up into two or maybe three spaces started looking at that as an option as well 
um, still wasn't a lot of interest because retail this last year, especially the big box, the, the big boxes have really not been expanding. They've been slowing down. Um, recently, there is an offer on the property that's a major retailer that is negotiating that would take the entire thing. Um, because they're still negotiating, I don't want to release a lot of that information just yet mm -hmm. because, like, like I said, when you buy a house, you're still kind of figuring out what the sales price would be, get your inspections done, that kind of thing. Um, it would be a great addition to the community. It's someone that we don't have here. Um, it's someone, again, that would take the entire building, clean it up, change the, the look of it. Um, but as soon as I know more and soon, as soon as I know that that's a little further down the road, we can, we can make that announcement. You need to make this a thing. I totally agree. I just don't want to jinx it. <laughs> I know. Okay. But that's good. That's encouraging. It, it is. More encouraging than the scenario next door. It is. And, you know, the owner of that building is a, is a real estate trust, and they're going to take a hit on selling that building. I mean, they're not going to get back what they have in it. And so that's when you get banks involved in trying to figure out, you know, okay, what, how much of a loss are we going to take? Right. And, uh, but I think that will help make the deal work with this national tenant. Okay. What's next? Where do we go now? I don't know. I got all sidetracked. Let's see. <laughs> you did. We went from Harvey <laughs> Road to uh, out, out on the bypass to uh, the old academy and the old Gander Mountain. Let's, um, let's jump over to Welburn Road and Harvey Mitchell, the new HEB. Oh, Jones Crossing. Jones Crossing. Okay. Um, HEB's under construction. I think they've, they've had some of the same issues that anyone else in town that's tried to pour concrete over the last, you know, 90 days uh, with all the rain. Okay. Um, they're still moving forward. The, uh, there's a, the HEB, along with another 50,000 square feet of retail that's being constructed with this first phase. Um, there's a lot of interest and in some LOIs that are being signed restaurants, uh, barber studios, nail shops, gyms. Um, there's a lot of uh, interest there, but they want to wait until they have six or seven names. Right. Um, we've heard rumor of some of them, but I really, I, I don't want to release any of that mm -hmm. until uh, until they give us the okay sure. on that. But there, there is a ton of interest there. Um, there's also, uh, we've heard a lot about Chef Tay's new restaurant there at Fitch and, and Barron. Yeah. We need to get him in on a, on a podcast to talk about the new concept that, that he's working on. Um, that's an eight-acre development. It's a larger development. But um, as I mentioned, Chef Tay, who has Veritas and Madden's and Palos. Palos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, this one is called Urban Something. I don't know. Well, I've seen the name of it. Yeah. I, I, I've seen him talk about it before, but I forget yeah. the exact name of it. So it would be nice to get him in and visit with what his concept is there. Yeah, and, I need to and, do that. Uh, we'll do that. Um, moving over to Caprock, Tower Point area, we're still seeing a ton of interest there. RX Pizza, um, they're under construction right next to Mad Taco over in the Caprock area. Uh, they, their opening is planned for early June. Casa do Brazil, the Brazilian steakhouse, again, they're planning uh, to open early April. They've mm -hmm. already started hiring staff and training, getting ready for that. The ground shuttle transit facility, the, the buses that take folks back and forth to the Houston airport mm -hmm. and now Austin, they have a transit facility out there that should open up sometime next month in April. Okay. 
Um, also, in, in visiting with Jesse Durden over at uh, Caprock Construction, they have a new concept that they're that they're building now that's called the yard and it's three commercial buildings that surround this synthetic green area and uh, it, it's an interesting concept here they're going to have of course their own headquarters there they're expanding their corporate headquarters at that location Caprock is uh, they've also signed bottleneck wine shop and bar about 3,000 square feet should open up this fall they're, um, they have several other users they're going to announce over the next few months, but there's restaurant interest, there's office interest. Um, it's, it's a cool concept south of town. Looking and, forward to that. And the exact spot of this is where? Caprock on the, um, it would be the south side of Fitch. Okay. Where, you know, you've got Mad Taco, Blue Baker, Zaxby's, that whole area That's there. That's where they're, the yard would develop. Yes. They're continuing to develop develop that a little further back from from Fitch. Okay. Okay. Um, Angry Elephant recently opened mm -hmm. in that general area, uh, new restaurant and bar. Still seeing interest in Tower Point. Gringo's Mexican Food got their permit recently. Um, so what you'll have there is you've got saltgrass. Next to saltgrass, um, there's a lease that was recently signed. We're still working out the details on the layout for a walk-ons, uh, bistro and bar. It's a concept out of Louisiana. Um, there's some Aggie ties to that here locally that they're opening the franchise here in town. And then on the other side of walk-ons will be the new Gringos. Okay. So right there on Highway 6. Um, the Jiffy Lube also just opened in Tower Point. It really looks good. Uh, across Highway 6 at the Lowe's Center, Tad's Cajun Restaurant. That sign's been up for a while, and I reached out to them recently. They're out of the Tomball area. They still have plans on coming into town, and uh, we're hoping to meet in the next couple of weeks to visit with them about what they have planned. Tad is in T-A-D? T-A-D. Okay, all right. Tad's Cajun food. Other things happening on Highway 6, the uh, owners of Washbangers. I don't know if you've ever had the Banger Burger at Washbangers. I have. It is pretty awesome. Um, they're opening up a new restaurant called Stella. They're on Highway 6 near Barron. And uh, I believe the plans are to open up early summer. So I think all, I've already seen some construction there on that, right? Don't I already see some steel beams and things like you that? You do. There, there was a sign up there for the longest time said, coming soon. Mm -hmm. And uh, construction has started, and the plan is to open early summer. And that's going to be what kind of food again? Do you know? Um, it's down-home food. Okay. Is that how you say it? I don't, I don't know how to. Uh, grits and uh, very southern. Oh, all right. Southern cafe. Okay. I don't know that have anything quite like that. That's good. No. And, and if it's the folks from Washbangers, I completely trust them. Right. I Oftentimes, when I'm behind on laundry, I'll bribe my kids with a banger burger to go and do laundry. It tends to work. You're a good mom. Yeah, uh, that's what they tell me. Um, also on Highway 6, Brazos Valley Auto Complex, the new Mercedes and BMW dealerships there are under construction near Sebesta and Highway 6. Okay. A lot of dirt work over there um, currently. You'll start to see the buildings go up very shortly. All right. We've talked about Academy. We've talked about Gander Mountain. Um, those were, those were the really big ones on my list. We've covered it. Gosh, I think I've got three pages of notes. Um, what I didn't hear you talk about is Dunkin' Donuts. Is that still <sighs> even? Is there? It's a. 
just a glimmer of hope or is that a dead thing? No, there's a glimmer of hope. We've reached out to them to try to meet at this uh, national conference. So once a year in May, there's the big national retail conference. There's about 30,000 attendees at at this thing. Um, So you get to meet folks from corporate, you get to meet franchisees, you get to meet developers. Um, From what I understand, Dunkin' Donuts has plans for two locations in College Station. They wouldn't mind renting a space that had a drive-through that would be an inline space in an existing shopping center, but they wanted a new build for one of them. And their preference was to be able to own the site and develop it themselves. The issue is, is when you look at their location criteria and where they would want to be, those aren't locations where they could buy the property. They would be leases where you would you would do a land lease and then build it. So we've, we've had some obstacles there where when you have that checklist of what the franchisee and the franchise would want, mm-hmm. something on there has to give. And that's what we've been working on this last 12 months is, okay, this location meets in terms of your locational criteria, but you can't own. Could you lease? You know, Could we work something out that way? Could I put you in touch with the owner of that property to do a design build. Um, so it, that's a lot to say. I, I think there's still hope. The The franchisee still has this location. I know that Dunkin' Donuts as a, as a franchise corporate is putting more pressure on them to locate within a certain time frame. And so we're, we're desperately putting uh, locations in front of them. It's the franchisee having to make that decision. Okay, what am I willing to compromise on? Right, okay. As long as you're still working on this. I'm working on it, definitely. It's important to you and to me. Absolutely. And that's what matters. Yeah. So do we miss anything? Is there any other uh, parting comment or thought or or issue that you're trying to focus on uh, in economic development? You know, um, no, just just still really focusing from a large retail user. You know, in in 2017, the big box big box retail market really just hit the pause button for the whole year. That's what that's what we saw here locally. It's what we saw in Texas and nationally. If there weren't stores already under construction, they hit the pause button. Your Costco's, uh, we've seen Sam's, you know, repurpose some of their stores. Um, you didn't see a lot of new construction. What you saw um, in 17 were the discount retailers. You see the TJ Maxx's, the dollar stores, the Aldi's, and we've seen all of them locate here in, in this area. Um, we're starting to see the large big box retailers say, you know what, we, we definitely know we need that brick and mortar footprint. It may not need to be as big as huh. what we initially thought, um, but we're starting to see interest from some of the folks that were interested here prior to 17 coming back and saying, okay, we're ready to start looking again. We're ready to locate here. We're ready um, to find the right balance here. So the, the Amazon effect isn't keeping everybody away forever. It's it, No, it's not. And I think what the Amazon effect has done is start to blur the lines between your traditional brick-and-mortar retailers and your traditional online retailers. You know, over the holidays, we saw FedEx partner with Walgreens. Um, in terms of, of delivering goods and services, uh, Jennifer in our office, she had three bikes that Santa Claus delivered, uh, but they delivered it to Walgreens instead of to her home. Huh. Um, 
so you're starting to see these partnerships develop between Walgreens and FedEx, where Walgreens already has that physical presence on the ground, that FedEx could do a drop in one area that you could come and get those those goods there. And Walgreens hopes that you stay and shop around a little bit. Absolutely. We're okay. seeing that with Target, partnered with Shipped. You know, something that we're going to see, uh, Walmart is also doing it as well as same-day delivery. Hmm. You know, th- there's this mad dash to be out there providing those same-day delivery of goods between the major retailers. So where we saw the online and -and brick-and-mortar retailers really be opposed to each other, we started to see more partnerships and and relying on each other. And and the Sam's Clubs that have closed recently in Houston, the most recent things that we're hearing is those could be um, distribution centers for online pickup. Right. So I think we're going to continue to see more of that in, in 18. Did we do okay? I think I talked way too much, but I always do. So no, well, but <laughs> just fast ca- forward if you need to. But we're catching up. Uh, again, it's been a number of months since we've really gone over some of the things we've talked about in the past. So this was a good update, and, and that took a while. But thank you for doing that. Anytime. And we'll talk to you again soon. Okay. Okay. Thanks. There you go. That's another edition of Is This a Thing? That was Natalie Ruiz, our Economic Development Director. I'm Jay Sokol. Thank you very much for joining us. We'll see you next time.